coming up on the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. You know what the truth is? That's what we're all relearning as adults, right? That's, mm. that's a big piece of this intermittent fasting is that we want to get back to when we were kids and when we had that normal relationship with food where we were just eating when we were hungry or we were only eating what was put in front of us. We weren't grabbing for things that we knew weren't good for us. Um, I, th- I think that's a, that's a huge piece of it. And, and that's part of that moderation and that discipline that we didn't have to have as kids because our parents were doing it for us, or it just wasn't something we were thinking about. We didn't know what was out there. We didn't know like those cookies existed. We didn't know the, the cakes were available for purchase. Um, and, and that's the, the moderation and discipline I think is so important and something that intermittent fasting brings in, in not such a crazy way. It seems so strict to people when they first hear about it. But when you really think about it, it's just giving your body the ability to do what it's supposed to be doing in the right time. Hello, and welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I'm Brian Grin, and I'm here to give you actionable tips to get your body back to what it once was 5, 10, even 15 years ago. Each week, I'll give you an in-depth interview with a health expert from around the world to cut through the fluff and get you long-term sustainable results. This week, I interviewed a former client of mine, Mindy Zisman. She's a busy entrepreneur with five kids, and she was looking to fine-tune her health. So we discussed her journey into health and fasting, how to avoid late-night snacking, challenges around fasting, and how to make fasting fit into her busy schedule. This is a little bit different than my other interviews. This is with a former client of mine. I think you're going to get a lot of great tips and her story around how she implemented fasting around a busy schedule with five kids and running her own business. So I really enjoyed doing this interview with Mindy, and I know you will too. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the interview. All right. Welcome to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. My name is Brian Grin, and I have a special guest on. Uh, This is a client spotlight. Uh, I've not done this before, and my guest is Mindy Zisman. Welcome to the show. Hi, Brian. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And uh, this is a little bit of a different show today, but I think it's going to be something that you can relate to and and a a health journey that hopefully inspires you. Um, And my guest, Mindy, uh, we worked a while back now, a few years back now, and uh, helped her get into fasting and things like that and eating clean. And yeah, I'm going to let her just share her uh, journey into uh, how she got into it and some of the things that she learned from it. So, okay. So I've always been, always been into fitness and eating well. Um, I'm a runner for many, many decades. And I, uh, so anyway, that was, that was really my framework, but there's always room to improve, obviously, as Brian will tell you. Um, So I, so I really got into it because I, I know Brian and I heard he was doing it. And so I was thought, Hey, this is interesting. Let me check it out. So I got the workbook and I looked at it and it was really like the first time I'd ever heard about real fasting. Now, just as a runner and as a person who tries to eat healthy, there were always were times when I, you know, would abstain from eating or, you know, say, Hey, I don't want that dessert or, you know, whatever it is. But, uh, but I never thought about it really long-term as kind of like a strategy for living, you know, and that really was Brian really introduced that to me initially. And, um, I looked through his workbook and, you know, I, I looked at it and obviously it's, it's great. It's easy to, to use, but, um, I'm a busy mom. I have five kids. I have my own content marketing business. And I just was coming up on not being such a great accountability partner for myself. 
So that's when I reached out to Brian and I said, Hey, is there any way I could like pay you and we could talk about this and I could have to check in with you. I'd force myself to actually do this stuff. Um, you know, if I knew that I, that I had to come back to you and talk to you about it. And Brian was like, sure, that's great. Let's do it. So, uh, so we made a plan. I think, I don't even remember, maybe we checked in once a week at first. Right. That was what I felt like was, was good for me. Like could get me to the next, uh, the next, you know, seven days of doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, at first, obviously it was super hard, super hard to do it. Even though, like I said, I try to eat healthy anyway, and I work out regularly. Um, but it's still hard. It's still just hard to discipline yourself to eat at certain times. You know, we're all used to, to discipline ourselves from not eating certain foods, but usually we don't talk about time. Um, and we never say like, you know, at this point I'm going to cut off. And a lot of people will say, oh, I'm not going to eat after dinner. That's something that people do. But for me, it was really hard to do that. And I'll tell you why, because, uh, because I own my own business and I have a bunch of little kids, uh, or at the time I had a bunch of little kids, now my kids mm -hmm. are bigger, but um, but at the time it was super hard for me. Why? Because I would work like some of the day when my kids were in school, I'd put them to bed and then I'd go back to work and who can stay up at late at night? Nobody. So what I, and I'm not a coffee drinker. That's really what I should say first. I think a lot of people do this on coffee and I just, I never liked coffee. So I didn't know, I, I didn't know what to do. So what would I do? I'd grab for food at night mm. and it didn't even, it wasn't even fattening food. It might have been, you know, sugary candy or cereal. I, I wasn't making like bad food choices but it was a bad choice to eat at one o'clock in the morning or 12 o'clock at night to keep me up till two in the morning. I mean, that was, that was crazy. So that was a P that was a big piece for me. So I, I didn't have a problem not grabbing like that chocolate bar after dinner, but my problem was late at night, not grabbing food to actually just keep my body moving. So that, that was a big piece for me. Uh, and that was probably the biggest challenge I would say to actually, you know, putting intermittent fasting into my life. So, so that was, that was a big piece of my work with Brian. Um, I actually have, I mean, I've, there's obviously other things that, that we worked on also, like um, my family has a history of high cholesterol. So I had previously taken cholesterol medication and I want to talk to Brian about, you know, if there were tips and tricks I could use to, to reduce that. Um, I have found that the intermittent fasting has helped me a lot in that regard. Um, I don't actually have raw numbers for you, but, but, um, but it has helped me really keep my cholesterol down and in check because I'm just not eating as much as I was before volume is down obviously. And even I, and I find this with working out and it's the same thing I find with intermittent fasting that once you're in a mode of doing something and you're working towards a specific goal, everything else comes into play. So, you know, if you're working out, you're probably eating less because you're thinking about when you're eating, when you're working out. And when you go to grab food, you're saying to yourself, wait a minute, is this worth it to me? Is this going to erase, you know, all the work I just did, wh whether that is fasting or, or working out. Um, but, but anyway, that's, uh, so that it's been about uh, almost two years that I've been doing this. And, um, ironically, I don't know why, but ironically the year that I started, it was Thanksgiving week. I don't know why probably like everyone's biggest week of the year for eating Right. But for me that it worked out time-wise. I had more, maybe I had more headspace that week from work or something. Uh, but I ended up starting that week. And I remember even that Thanksgiving dinner being like, okay, I'm done at five o'clock. Let's make sure we all, we eat all the turkey before then. Um, and obviously another thing that, that Brian has really helped me with, and I think this is so amazing. And I know that not every coach does this, but Brian and Kurt has encouraged me. And it's just given me a very healthy outlook on it to take breaks from the intermittent fasting when I need to. And that doesn't mean a week at a time. That means if there's a special dinner, you know, one month or 
there's a, it's your birthday and you're going out or something like that. And, and, and he's been able to give me parameters and we've been able to have conversations around what makes though, what makes me take those times. You know what I mean? Like what, what are the parameters that I should be thinking about? Because you don't want to do that every week. It doesn't want to be like, oh, on Wednesdays, I don't do that, but I do that every other day. That doesn't work either. It's really something I do all the time. And then every once in a while, when it's fitting, I'll, you know, we'll, I'll be going for a late dinner with my husband and another couple or, you know, something like that, that makes it, that makes it work. Um, and then that, that makes the whole thing work really. That's the truth because then you don't say to yourself, I'm an absolutist. You, you give yourself some leeway and a, a little bit of breathing room to be able to, to be reasonable with yourself. And then that helps you, I think, stay on course the other times. Yeah, no, I, I love, I love that. And you brought up a lot of good points. Uh, one of them, was one of the things you mentioned earlier on was the fact that we picked a time to stop eating at night um, to abstain from it. And I think this is an issue that comes about with a lot of people is they, um, you know, late night eating and snacking is a thing. A lot of people run into that. I think they get bored or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, like you said, you were working later, so it, it made it difficult. Um, I, for myself and for a lot of clients, try to just pick a time and just close the kitchen. Uh, is that something uh, that you did? Did you pick a specific time and, you're, and just sort of close the kitchen? Yeah. So for me, for my just kind of hours, even I have a time in the morning also that I don't start eating until. So right now I'm doing like 11 to five is when I eat. And I find that that works for me. I do have a friend and this is another piece, another reason why I think you're, you're, you're such a great coach, but I have another friend who I ran into and she looked great. And I was like, wow, you look great. And she said, yeah, I'm doing intermittent fasting. I said, oh, I do too. And I said, um, I don't know, we got deeper into talking about it. And she said, she eats from like eight 30 in the morning until like two or three in the afternoon. Hmm. And to me, that's like very hard because there's no really family time in their eating. I can make my kids food when they come home from school, they're starved, right? They walk in the door at four 30 dinner is on the table. I'm eating with them. We sit down together. We're eating. I don't feel deprived later on when everybody else is sitting down to eat. And you know, oh, I'm not, I, I ate my dinner at 2 PM. So I think that that's a big piece for people is to be reasonable about what timing actually works for you and your family and your schedule. It might be your work schedule. If you travel, you know, there's so many different, um, different things to think about, but I don't think that it has to be so strict that you can't say to your, you can't look at that 24 hour period and say to yourself, what actually works for me? If I want to stay within this 18 hours or 16 hours, whatever it is. And I had actually started at 16 hours and I did 16 hours for many years. And that worked for me as an athlete, because I, I feel like I need to eat at certain times. Um, and now I'm actually doing 18, but it, it took me a couple of years to even get there. So, and again, I was always someone that was eating healthy. I'm always someone that's working out. This has always been a priority for me. And it still took me time to get there. So I think that's another important thing for people to think about. You don't have to do everything in one day. It's so much more sustainable. And we see that with working out all the time also. It's, everything is so much more sustainable when it's done slowly, consciously, and it's thought out. And you actually have a plan that works for you. So for me, that 8.30 to 3 would never work. I'd be like shoving my mouth after I woke up, but then like served when everybody was eating dinner. So right. I, think, I, think that that's, I think that's a big piece of just saying to yourself what actually works and what could really be sustainable here. And that's, Brian's helped me do that just a ton. That's so true. And it's like, you see this all the time. I mean, people call it, call it whatever you're dieting or whatever you want. It's like, you want something that's long-term and sustainable. 
and you fit it into your lifestyle. You know, your friend's lifestyle is obviously different and she has right. different priorities and it worked for her that she got up and ate it, started eating at eight 30. Her first meal was eight 30. Yours is, you know, whatever, 11 o'clock, like you mentioned. I think that's so important. I always say there's the two rules of thumb to, to follow is I wouldn't eat right when you get up. I don't, I, you know, you want to sort of let your body wake up your natural circadian rhythms and then don't eat right before you go to bed because that's not great for sleep and digestion and stuff. And, and in between those find what fits with your, you know, your social life and also with your family right. life as well. Right. The other thing, the other thing that I would mention that I think is a benefit to intermittent fasting also is um, it's two things. And I think that these are important to be modeled for my, for my kids anyway. I think this is so important for them to see me do this. Um, some people would think intermittent fasting is like deprivation, but to me, I see it more as like moderation and discipline. Mm. And I think that those two things are so critical. And obviously those are, those are two critical pieces of working out as well. Um, you have to, you know, be able to, to be moderate and you have to be disciplined to be able to keep track of any kind of a schedule. Um, but I think that those are, those are important things. My kids know that, oh, mommy's sitting down eating dinner with you and I don't eat later at night. And then it just gives them something to attain also, you know, when, when my kids are running, running back, you know, before bed, oh, can I just have that last thing of food? And, you know, I say, okay, you could either have a food or a vegetable or nothing. You, I don't think you need to eat. We had a great dinner. This was what we ate. And then they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, you know, and then they'll, and then, and then just the fact that they see me doing these things and, and the working out also is such a big piece. I always say that, you know, I, I run for my grandkids and it, number one, it's so that I could be there for my grandkids whenever they come. Uh, but number two is so that like my, my, my kids will see that I'm doing that and then they'll incorporate that as a part of their life as well. Yeah. I mean, leading by example, right? I mean, they'll follow what you do. And, uh, and also too, like we talk about like intuitive eating, I think kids are actually, I don't know what you think about this, but kids are pretty good with intuitive eating. Like they, sure, you know, I, than adults. yes, <laughs> right. They eat when they're hungry, right. They get up and they're not hungry. Most kids probably aren't hungry when they get up. You know, right. I think what happens is, is they just, you know, as we get older, we fall into these, like the norms of eating. Oh, we should eat at this time. Well, then we should eat at noon and then we should eat and we should be snacking. Like these are just things that are just brought on by society and by big food because they want to sell product and they want to get it out there and they want you to eat all day. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm My kids are much better at knowing, like, you know, even if like we're sitting down to eat, I've had a kid say to me before, like, well, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, great, then don't eat. You know, the food right. will be here when you get, when you, <laughs> you need it. We'll pop it in the, you know, the oven or whatever. It's fine. Right. So, but yeah, it's true. And I think that that's, and that's, you know what the truth is, that's what we're all relearning as adults, right? That's, mm. that's a big piece of this intermittent fasting is that we want to get back to when we were kids. And when we had that normal relationship with food, where we were just eating when we were hungry, or we were only eating what was put in front of us. We weren't grabbing for things that we knew weren't good for us. Um, I, th I think that's a, that's a huge piece of it. And, and that's part of that moderation and that discipline that we didn't have to have as kids because our parents were doing it for us or it just wasn't something we were thinking about. We didn't know what was out there. We didn't know like those cookies existed. We mm -hmm. didn't know the, the cakes were available for purchase. Um, and, and that's the, the moderation and discipline I think is so important. It's something that intermittent fasting brings in, in not such a crazy way. It seems so strict to people when they first hear about it. But when you really think about it, it's just giving your body the ability to do what it's supposed to be doing in the right time. You know, another thing, and this is like, this is like a little bit more personal, but it's just, it's just like a minor thing. But even like, even I found 
like bloating is, has been like so reduced, right? Mm -hmm. Because it depends on, it depends on obviously what you eat, but I never feel like I'm so full that I have to like lay on the couch and sleep for two hours. I, (laughs) that never happens to me anymore right? because I'm eating what my body needs and I'm not just eating for fun. Yeah, that, that, that was true for me too. I remember back in the day, I used to eat like cereal and things like that. And it's like, I think, yeah, bagels. Right. And I think, I I think when you live a healthy lifestyle like this and you implement fasting, you're more, like you mentioned, if you're going to only have one or two meals for the day, you're more conscious of what those meals are. And you want to feed your body things that are nutrient dense and that will give you satiety throughout the day. Um, you know, you have a piece of pizza, you're going to be hungry an hour, you know, an hour later for more food, as opposed to, I don't know, a healthy omelet, you know, you know, with healthy fats and things like that. And that, no, what type of things have you noticed as you've, you know, as we work together and as you've implemented fasting into your life, um, as far as food choices, has that, has, have those been adjusted, uh, through the last few years? Oh, that's a good question. So I, um, so I've, I've, like I said, I've always eaten pretty healthy, Okay. I will say one of the things that did happen to me the last, um, well, well, okay. Two things. Number one, to answer your question directly, certainly I'm eating, instead of eating a bunch of times during the day, like small and small increments, mm. because I'm only eating for this many hours, I'm, I'm tending to eat meals, right. which really is the goal. Um, and I know, I know that that's the, my next kind of frontier as well, Brian, maybe we'll work together again to get me like on exactly meals only instead of just grabbing fruit on the fly or, you know, whatever I want to eat. But, um, but so that's, that's one piece. But the other piece is, is that, um, is that instead of, instead of just food choices, I've just seen that, um, that it's just impacted like the whole way my kitchen runs you know, the way that, the way that my kids are served, the foods that we're, that we're putting out, those kinds of things, like everybody's just more in tune to what's better for us. And I'm, you know, making better choices, maybe at the grocery store, I'm not buying certain things, even if it wasn't for me, but it was for my kids. I'm just bringing like more healthy options and just more ideas around different ways of thinking about food. Because as I said before, we always talk about the, the food choices, but we don't usually talk about timing. And that's just, it's just another kind of like awareness that we all have over here now that is, you know, about food and, and how to think about it and how to think about when and where and what to eat. Yeah. And I also remember when we worked together, we talked about eating around working out. How, how should you do that? I, and I, one of the things was, you know, now I'm assuming, obviously you're, you're working out in a fasted state, which is something that maybe you didn't do before. Right. So I, I always liked to, I never liked to have any food in my stomach when I went running that, that I always was without being conscious that it was like fasting, Mm -hmm. but I would certainly eat, like I said, later into the night. And then I would go running first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it might take me longer to empty my body. It might have like, there have been runs where I've been like, oh my gosh, I have to go to the bathroom while I'm running and I have to quickly (laughs) find a bathroom. And that's never convenient or good. Never a good idea. So I'm for sure running on more of a fasted state. And that actually has been much better for, it's been easier to get up and out in the morning. It's been like a faster, like, um, turnaround time, I guess, if you will, to get out the door. That's number one. And then number two, I'm certainly going on a more of a fasted state, meaning there's been way more hours since I eat dinner than previously. Like, even if I didn't eat after dinner, which I, which I pretty much always did. My dinner, like I said, ends at five o'clock now, instead of six 30, seven, eight o'clock 
whenever that was. And then I was going running at, you know, six or seven in the morning. So it's certainly, it's just been much better and it's just helped my digestion and, you know, and my, my body's just like on a flow of when I go to the bathroom, when I'm working out, when I'm eating, it's just very, it's much more predictable, which I think is obviously better for everybody. Yeah, no doubt about it. And what would you say, were there any challenges along the way? Um, you know, things that maybe you struggled with, uh, throughout the process of just getting your body adapted to this new way of eating? Yeah. So, so a couple of things, um, number one, I would say that that last couple of hours in that 18 hours, which I'm doing now, or even the 16 hours I did before it's tough. It's tough for sure. It's tough. Even now I've been doing it for a couple of years. I said, now that I'm now I'm at that 18. So that last like hour or two, which is like newer for me is definitely much harder. And in the beginning, it was very hard. I felt like I had to like sit on my hands, mm-hmm. to, like get through that la- those last um, few times. And then the other, and then that as well as what am I doing at night when I do have to stay up late? Like last mm-hmm. night, I actually did stay up late. I had a, a client deadline this morning. So Brian, thankfully introduced me to tea, to <laughs> black tea, green tea, all the healthy teas. And um, because I said, I don't like coffee and now I'm getting old and I actually am tired. And I do need some kind of caffeine to keep me awake. And I wasn't going to reach for candy anymore. And I didn't want to, you know, reach for anything in the middle of the night. Right. So what am I doing? I'm, I'm drinking tea. And that's been a huge help. So that, that now is kind of like a tool in my toolbox. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Brian. Um, and so in the morning, if I've got that like last two hours and I find I'm hungry, which doesn't happen all the time, but does sometimes, or the afternoon when I'm falling asleep at my desk or late at night when I need to stay awake. I will have either, I won't have caffeinated tea at night, but I'll have caffeinated tea those other times. And at night, last night, I ended up just reaching for like a non-caffeinated peach tea. So mm. there's so many different, there's so many different options, but tea has been great for me. I'm always cold. So that actually helps me. It's perfect. <laughs> um, I did try to, there are a lot of teas actually out there that aren't, don't have to be hot. You can, you know, put them in the fridge with actually with tea bags and ice and et cetera and use that. Uh, but I've gotten really used to that, the green tea, the black tea, um, and I'm using it to caffeinate myself and also to kind of like tide me over until it's time to eat. Yeah. Like you mentioned, it's good to have a few tools in the toolbox, right. just in case, you know, like you said, just in case, just to get you through those times. And we all, I mean, I've been fasting for probably over seven years and I still have times where I get a little hung, you know, you, you're going to get these hunger pains and you are hunger cues and you just sort of have to ride them out. Now, right. you know, like you said, tea is a big thing for you. You know, for me, I occasionally make my own like cold brew, you know, just, you know, no sweeteners, nothing, just black coffee. And I'll mix that with water and just, which is what I'm actually having right now from time to time. So it's good. Any other tools or in in your toolbox? I know for me, like sparkling water is a big one too. Um, um, anything else? I mean, I always say staying busy is really yeah. important. Right. Especially- I drink a lot of water. So that for sure, I'm always drinking just regular water. I like that. I don't like anything caffeinated. I just don't like caffeination, but, um, caffeine, caffeination, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm making up my own. Yeah. But, um, so, but yeah, keeping busy. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's obviously very easy and distracting, especially now with COVID, right. I mean, I've always worked from home, but everybody is working from home now. So it's super easy to go graze by the pantry spend a little bit of time in the kitchen. Oh, maybe I'm hungry. I have like five minutes until my next meeting. But if you can, like you said, just keep yourself busy. Like I always, which I have to do anyway, because I'm a business owner, I keep a a list next to my computer of all the things that I have to get done in the next week or today. So there's always something more to be checked off. 
but yeah, if I can just, and like yesterday I was having a hard time in just that last, I don't know why half an hour, you know, like it was, it was like, I was back in high school where we had a half an hour left of the day and it took an hour so <laughs> waiting, for the, like waiting for the bell to ring. <laughs> right. So I felt like that with food. Oh my gosh. Waiting for my 11 o'clock yesterday for some reason. And today it's, I only have a half hour left and it's, it's fine. It's nothing. Right. Um, so they'll be different. It depends on what you eat the night before I find, you know, mm. if you worked out, you know, how, how, like you said, how focused, how busy you are. But um, yeah, if you always, if there's always something else you can do, one more text you can send to a friend, a phone call you can make quickly, those kinds of things, move on mm -hmm. to the next thing. Another thing for me is meetings. I mean, if you can make your meetings in the morning or during times when you are drinking tea and you just are keeping yourself busy, that's also a great thing. So I knew I had this this morning from 10 to 11. So I said to myself, okay, great. I'll eat after my interview with Brian. Mm -hmm. That's it. So then it's in my brain and it's not like, it's not about 11 o'clock. It's after this event ends. So that's a lot easier to get through. I can get through this interview and then I'll eat. Right. And, and it's all, and, and that's the one thing I like about fasting is the flexibility of it. And like you said, you, you know, you don't have to be so stringent, but yeah, you, it's good to stay consistent. Cause then you, you know, your body just gets used to that. Are there some days where perhaps maybe you go do some longer fast and, and some other days where maybe you just decided, yeah. Hey, you know what, I'm going to have you know, I'm going to have more of a feasting day today. You know, so that's a great question. And that's for sure. I do that for sure. I try actually once a week to do a little bit of a longer fast. Mm -hmm. So um, I do my long runs on Sunday morning and I try to do those very fasted. That really helps me get up and out early in the morning. Mm. So I will actually fast from lunch usually on Saturdays until Sunday morning. Um, and it's about like 18, 19 hours, mm -hmm. something like that. Sometimes 20. And, um, and I find, I find it's great. I find I have enough energy at first. I thought, I think I actually remember talking to you about this. I was like, am I going to have enough energy for these long <laughs> runs? How am I going to do it? Right. Um, obviously I bring water with me. Um, sometimes, you know, if it's a very long run and it's super hot out, I'll bring Gatorade with me. That's probably not. In the water, <laughs> but, um, don't, okay. don't tell all the listeners, yeah. that. but, uh, but no, but seriously, that's, that's something I do try to do once a week. And it makes, I'll tell you something, it makes fasting when you actually do have to fast for a different reason, like a religious reason or something else. Mm -hmm. I find I'm like whizzing through those. It's no NBD, no big deal because I'm so, my body is so used to being either in a fasting state or an eating state. And I will tell you another thing in the beginning, this is another kind of obstacle. I think in the beginning, besides it being hard to get through those, you know, 16 or 18 hours in the beginning, when you have, when you are in that period that you are eating you tend to like shove your mouth. Like, oh my gosh, I have to eat quickly mm. because it's going to be over soon. Like my time is ending. And then you find over time, it's just not true. Your body doesn't think like that. Right. I certainly have trained my body to be hungry from 11 to five. So at like 4.30, if I'm not sitting down to eat, my body's kind of like, hey babe, it's expiring soon. Like, do you want to grab dinner? You know, <laughs> that's like the message I'm getting um, from my stomach. But but again, there are times, like I said, that that doesn't work out because we have, you know, a dinner meeting at six o'clock or there's worse at some kind of event and we can't get home in time. Then the next day I'll just adjust a little bit. Mm. So I'll either, I either won't eat till noon or like, for example, let's say if I'm, if it's something an hour later, or I'll just be kind to myself and say, okay, so today you didn't eat. Let's say you didn't eat even in the middle of your, not your eating period from like two to six you know, you, you had like breakfast at 11 and then you ate like a, a small lunch at one or two, and then you didn't eat until you ate dinner at six or seven. Mm. And then I'll just say to myself, okay, that's fine. Because I still did so many hours of not eating and I ate real meals that right. feels like very good to me. 
So the next day I can, I may still do my 11 to five. Yeah. You know, I think I still accomplish the same thing, even if it wasn't all of those hours together. And again, I don't do that all the time. That's certainly an exception to the rule. And I think that when I keep that in an exception to rule, that's when I do find success with staying on course. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, the flexibility, if you have a, you have to go out with a client and go to dinner at six or seven o'clock, you know, maybe the next day you just push, push your fasting time a little bit later. And it's, you know, it's not a big deal one way, one way or the other. Um, not only that, I actually find that I'm not hungry at 11 o'clock because my right. body was like, Oh, you just ate, even though it wasn't till like six or seven at night, <laughs> but it was like later than I was used to eating until. So I, I'm not hungry until I can't, it's very, it's much easier to push it off. Right. What would you say some of your go-tos are as far as eating your meals? So I, I'm a big smoothie person. I love smoothies. Uh, when I'm too cold, which happens all the time too, mm. I literally have my space heater here. I use it all year round. Um, when, when I'm too cold, I'll do like yogurt and granola and nuts, raisins, that kind of thing. I'm a big fan of dates. I know this is not, these are like a lot of sugary things, Brian. I should really know. Um, but I love salads also. I love sushi. I'm going today meeting someone for lunch and we're doing sushi. I love sushi. What, what type of proteins? Do you have? Um, I love fish. We do a lot of salmon. What else? Tilapia we'll do. I definitely do eat red meat. I eat chicken. Mm-hmm. All okay. of those things are, um, are certainly. Yeah. And, and I, I remember us talking as far as like, you know, you mentioned a salad. I remember we used to go to maybe a special place. I think that you work, that you live by for salads and, and just a small thing of, of, of putting some fats into that salad, like avocado or, right. I uh, do that know, a lot. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and some, and, and ba- I always say base your meals around a quality protein as well. Um, especially if you're really active and as we get older, we need to have more protein anyways. So I think that's important to implement some healthy fats and, you know, you can get those fats also from food, obviously I'm not from food, but from meats, you know, like, um, red meat and things like this. Um, and that'll be very satiating as well. Yeah, for sure. And I, and that's part of like what I'm doing with my kids for dinner, right? On dinner times, I'm always thinking like, what's the protein? Right. Is there a rice component? Is there, what's the veggie component here? Is there a fruit for dessert? That kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm definitely planning those. So I feel like every night I get a healthy meal. Like even tonight, my kids like pizza on Thursday nights a lot. So I make homemade pizza. Wow. I have a great recipe. It's like cottage cheese, whole wheat flour. My kids love it. They wow. think it's like, you know, I don't know if they think it's just as good as a pizza shop, <laughs> but um, it's certainly not as easy as going to the pizza shop, but it's great. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what I make. That's like a reliable, everybody's getting that mom's homemade pizza on Thursday night. That's nice. And I, nothing replaces cooking your, for yourself, right? You know, what's going yeah. in those foods. I mean, I think that's the one thing from COVID. I have some people who, you know, they, all they did was eat from home. Well, they lost weight just from that alone because, you know, you go to restaurants, first of all, you don't most restaurants are cooking it in these unhealthy vegetable oils. Uh, and when you're cooking at home, you can control those things. Right. Right. That's true. That, yeah. No, that, that's not right. You've either seen, that's what's actually funny about COVID. You've seen people that have gained weight because all of a sudden they've been in front of their pantry. And then mm-hmm. you see people that have lost weight because either they weren't eating out or they were busier or they just, you know, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they didn't take the time to, to eat that junk. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, well, th- this was great. Uh, I think, I think, uh, hopefully the listeners, uh, got a lot from this. Um, you could probably run this podcast, Mindy. 
<laughs> I might have you do that. Um, just before we leave, what, what would you say um, that you've, that you've learned about yourself during um, this whole period of, um, you know, I won't say transformation, but you know, it's, uh, you know, lifestyle change that you've made. What was it, some of the, what was one of the biggest things that you learned about yourself during this, this time? Great question. A great question. I would say, um, I feel like I've been empowered. I really do. I feel, I feel stronger because of what I'm doing and I feel like I can do it. And it just mm. gives me the ability to encourage other people, whether that's my kids or my friends or family members to just say like, whatever your goal is out there with fitness and with food, you really can do it. Like who would have, who would say, you know, do you think you could fast 18 hours a day? I'd be like, no way. Why would I fast 18 hours? It doesn't make sense. But if you think about it within your lifestyle and you really, like we said in the beginning, you plan your thought out. And that was one of the biggest pieces about working with you. And that's why I really felt I needed it. It was great to have the book and it was great to have the drive to do it. But it's another thing to say to, to, say to yourself, okay, here's what my day looks like, right? I'm a busy mom. I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I have these, you know, these are my hours that I'm doing this. I, I like to work out. How can I make this work in my lifestyle so that it's permanent? And like you said, it's not a diet. It's not a fad. It's not something that I'm doing. It's not a yo-yo. I mean, we see so many people lose weight, gain it back, you know, try to, you know, what's the next newest thing that they can do. But I feel so empowered with the ability to be able to set my day and be flexible as we've talked about, but still be able to be strict with myself and say to myself, you can do it. So you need to grab some tea, no big deal. You need to move your, your hours a little bit because of a, of a lunch meeting or a dinner that you have to go to, no problem, you can do that. And, and that's, I think the flexibility and yet still the strictness because we all need to be strict about something. And we, if we wanna see the fruits of our labor, uh, we need to be able to, to keep to something. Uh, but, I, but I think empowerment, I think I feel totally empowered and I feel like I'm controlling my eating instead of my eating controlling me. Well put, well put. Um, well, this was great, Mindy. I appreciate you uh, coming on for a little client spotlight. And um, yeah, thank you so much. Awesome. Hey, Get Lean, Eat Clean Nation. Are you a man between the ages of 40 and 60 years old looking to lose inches around your waist, have significantly more energy throughout the day and gain muscle all while minimizing the risk of injuries? Well, I'm looking for three to five people to work one-on-one -on -one with in my Fat Burner Blueprint Signature Program, which I've developed by utilizing my 15 years experience in the health and fitness space. This program is designed specifically for those committed to making serious progress towards their health goals over the next six months. We will focus on sleep, stress, nutrition, meal timing, and building lean muscle. If this sounds like a fit for you, email me at brian at briangrin.com with the subject line blueprint. That's brian at briangrin.com with the subject line blueprint. Thanks for listening to the Get Lean, Eat Clean podcast. I understand there are millions of other podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to mine and I appreciate that. Check out the show notes at briangrin.com for everything that was mentioned in this episode. Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend or family member that's looking to get their body back to what it once was. Thanks again and have a great day.